0: Oh my god. Ah, here we are. But wait, we we've our first, right? Okay, so yeah, let's We have to figure out how we're going to how we're going to like lead into this. We... That's, that's what it is. Uh you you just did it. That was the lead-in. <laughs> awesome.
1: Okay. Um I guess we're live now. Um you want
0: to go first? Okay. Uh, introduce the podcast. Oh god. No, no. uh, uh Oh. <laughs> we're not prepared for this. Oh my god, welcome to the uh, Hamsteak podcast, a Homestuck podcast.
1: Because hamsteak is a thing
0: it's a little joke.
1: people sometimes say when they're talking about Homestuck. Because
0: it's got the same uh, same consonants.
1: That it do. Everybody has like a tagline, I mean, like a thing. Like what is, what is the thing in this podcast?
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure that out because like we could explain the premise that you've read it and I haven't but yeah. that seems long until I just said it right there, where it was like five words. Um, does that make sense? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, um, what is it, so, like, welcome to the
1: hamsteak podcast, where...
0: Also, I'm I'm just going to constantly say homestuck instead of hamsteak by mistake. That's fine. <laughs> welcome to the homestuck podcast. I mean, hamsteak, home, ham, home homestake...
1: <laughs> the homestake podcast. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, consider the sphere of people to whom we are releasing this. I don't think this necessarily needs to be particularly polished. I think it could be an iteratively refined product, much like the work itself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, let's get into that at some point soon. Um, But first, we should probably say a bit about ourselves.
1: Uh, My name's Lydia, and this is... Alex. Hello. We're going to read Homestuck. We are. Okay, so if you're not familiar with Homestuck, that's totally cool, and we hope that you will read along with us. So Homestuck is a long-form multimedia webcomic by Andrew Hussey. It's posted at mspaintadventures.com. It's been going since April of 2009, and it's still not quite finished today, but it's almost done. Um, The best that I can describe The plot or the premise is that it's about some kids who play a video game, which proves to have unexpectedly dire consequences, and the story becomes very large, very convoluted. It's got a lot of self-referential, paradoxical plot threads. The story itself is a parody of the text-based adventure genre. Um, so the advancement through the story is written sort of like choosing commands for your player within a text-based adventure. Uh, I like it and I think it's got a lot of good things going for it in that it's funny, it's got interesting characters, it's got really interesting female characters, and it's very interesting if you like big, huge, complicated stories, this is very satisfying in watching so many pieces coming together. So for today's podcast, we started at the beginning of the story, and we read through page 2001. That's not actually 2,000 pages. Um, The 2001 is a sort of an ID number that you can paste into the end of the URL of any page in the archive and navigate to that page. So at the start of this story, we meet John. John's our first character. It's John's 13th birthday, and he's waiting for his copy of the beta version of a game called Suburb. And the game comes in the mail, and he wants to go retrieve it, but he's trying to avoid his dad, who is obsessed with harlequins and with baking and is going to make John eat cake, do a birthday thing. He's trying to avoid his father. and. Um, In the end, he unfortunately is forced to confront his dad in order to retrieve this beta game. And they strife, which is what they call confrontations in this comic. And in the end, John is able to distract him with smoke pellets and run off with the game. So without further ado, we are going to tell you about what it was like to read it.
0: All right. So for you folks at home. Um, I, Alex, have not read Homestuck before. Um, I read the first 10 pages once upon a time and got confused because I thought it was an actual text adventure, and I couldn't figure out how to equip the arms. Uh, but it is not a text adventure. It is just one click. There's only one option at all times, as far as I know.
1: It's very a very disappointing way. I would have been disappointed, yeah, if I had thought that about this, this comic <laughs> which is not at all actually a text adventure game. I mean he does a lot. He really commits to the uh to the formalism. Um so yeah, so the so part of the premise of Palmstuck is that it is set up as though it's a text adventure game and a lot of the tropes
0: Yeah, that. yeah, I, I saw that I saw a lot of that. It was it was actually really cute. Like a lot of the ways it acted like one, although yes. it wasn't. Um, but we'll get into that afterwards. So yes. Lydia, you have read Homestuck. Yes. You, are you um, so up to I, date? Hmm? Are you up to date on Homestuck?
1: No. So I I identify as an ex <laughs> because I used to be hella into this. Are we Are we allowed like to swear on this podcast? Uh, now we are. Okay. Uh, oh well, I mean, like.
0: I think a, I think a mild swear is You're fine.
1: Really into this fucking comic. Um, in, <laughs>
0: I, now a major swear.
1: Yeah. So I. What is it? I'm now in my last year of college. So, oh my God. Uh, Was four years ago now. Um, I got hella dumped in October of 2011. Oh. And my friend showed me the like big major flash that broke Newgrounds and broke the site and, like, sort of broke the internet.
0: Oh, was that um, Cascadia? Yeah, Cascade. Um, so my friend
1: showed me Cascade, and, uh, and, like, they'd been talking about the comic for a while, and then he showed me Cascade, and I was like, how did you get, because I had seen, like, the first couple pages of this comic years ago, mm. and then I saw Cascade, and I was like, how do you get from a young man standing in his bedroom <laughs> to this? Like, I need to know. Um, and so
0: I that is cool. Having been hella dumped, was pretty down to
1: just sort of drown myself in media.
0: Mm-hmm. Caught up to
1: um, Cascade in a week, like oh, then God. Sat, I believe that was during the sort of agonizing pause after Cascade when we were waiting for the updates to resume again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept up to date through for the next like year or so. So tr- through like twenty thirteen,
0: sometime. All right.
1: Um, and then I started to have like you know just not care about it as much and the updates got more spread out and whatever and so i'm i don't even know where i'm caught up to now far ahead of the beginning <laughs> but uh, but uh, but pretty far back from the current state
0: cool um so at some point we will be exploring this together yeah. if we ever get that far saving. Which we hope- gotta
1: talk about that actually because i kind of feel like i should read ahead of you just to maintain the dynamic I'm not sure if we should do that, or just let this
0: evolve. Well, I, I feel like by the time we get to that point, we can figure it out. Yeah, um,
1: that's true. Burn that bridge. get to okay. that'll that'll
0: be a long way away.
1: Yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna give like our like internet like
0: Let's get time? let's let's get to that bridge later.
1: Well, okay. We'll burn that bridge later. Okay. So, Alex, do you want to talk about the process of finding your way to the first page and and what you thought upon starting to read it?
0: I just went to mspaintedventures.com and the first page was right there on the top.
1: Oh um, wait, it starts oh right, you can just start reading from the beginning right there. I had totally forgotten that.
0: Um but also the archive tab is like right on the top. Does it page? what
1: does the tab take you to? It take,
0: it just takes you to a list of the MS Paint Adventures with Home oh, okay. with Homestuck at the very top.
1: I don't think that was always there. I think when I started you had to know to click on log. Oh, weird. Um I, yeah, I like spent a while clicking around trying to like figure out how to catch up to where I was. Anyway. So you, you got yourself at the beginning with minimal difficulty. Yes. Cool.
0: Um alright, so yeah, that here's the first page of Homestuck right in front of us if you're following along at home, um, you see a little boy with a shirt and no arms. He's
1: not a little boy. He's a young man. He's
0: a 13-year-old.
1: He's 13 as of today.
0: So, okay. Alright, here's my first question. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the the fact that he doesn't have a name yet a joke, or is that actually a, a literal thing? That he ha- does not have a name until his 13th birthday? Because... His online friends seem to know his name is John. Yeah,
1: it's a. I think that is a narrative conceit. Okay. From a textual conceit to sort of remind you that this is supposed to be a text adventure.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: And then we, uh, we as readers, try to call him Melkoop Lord.
0: So yeah, so that's um. I assume, like, I know, I know a bit of the history of Homestuck, and I know that it started off like the other MS Paint adventures as kind of a user-submitted, uh actual text adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually it just got too unwieldy and uh, Andrew Hussey did not let them choose things anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. I believe that that switch took place. I'm completely guessing here, but I believe the switch took place around act two. Um, And like since then, he kind of keeps his finger on the pulse of the fandom Mm -hmm. Um, or he, he did for a, for a while after that. I think by this point, no, he still makes shout-outs to the fandom quite often. Um, but it's a lot more general. It's more like he will just parody the fandom mm.
0: often. Cool, okay. Through
1: plot devices. Okay, so yeah. So it, but at this point, every like, um, every, like uh, action was chosen from a poll that he would post alongside the image.
0: Right, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right, and so uh, he has a poster uh, on his door behind him for a suburb beta and i know that that is the kind of the game that uh Homestuck centers around yes um but also it reminds me of uh there was like a, a sims spin-off named like the burbs or something oh really um yeah it was like not as like in-depth as a regular sim game i think but um all i know all, all i remember is that the uh cover art uh had the blackhead peas in sim form.
1: God,
0: <laughs> and they—that was they were the burbs.
1: What? No, I hate it. <laughs> I hate. Or this. maybe,
0: or maybe it, it was maybe it was herbs because they were urban, which is oh, gross. That's worse. Yeah, um, I forget which one it is. Either one is bad. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So we're messing around in our room. My first note has to do with removing the cake
0: from the magic chest. Oh, you're, that's far. I have, like, the first few pages I have several notes.
1: Oh, please, just, like, do your notes then. Okay, Go so, I what
0: you first thing, I, first thing I wrote down is, here we are, dot, dot, dot. Uh, just kind of in a, in a tender way. Kind of, really excited to start this adventure. Oh, yeah. Um, second thing I had written down is that the animation here is real cute um john egbert here he's a handsome lad
1: (laughs) his happy little eyebrows
0: Mm -hmm. we uh, Where what are the eyebrows Uh, on the first page i don't see any eyebrows on the
1: when you name him john egbert
0: oh yeah um his uh his little like scrunchy face when he does the wrong thing is really cute as well (laughs) um and then yeah i said that i was uh pretty uh pretty impressed by uh Mel poop lord it was really really mature and i'm looking forward to this caliber of humor mm-hmm. in the future
1: i love Zeus Mel poop lord I, <laughs> yes i love the entire like every time i go back and, and like start to reread this i'm like just reminded that the whole reason that like i i don't know a lot of people say that like the beginning of homestuck is just desperately boring and they hate it <laughs> i love it it's so like ab- abstruse and, like, whimsically stupid. It
0: is. It, it's very whimsical. Um, so, yeah. So, on the next page, we're... On, so, on page four, if you're following along at home, uh, we see the full kind of isometric view of his room.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Can I stop you right there? Sure. So, page numbers um, are a lot more helpful if you give them in terms of the number that is in the URL. Yes. Because otherwise, it's really hard to keep track of what page... Number.
0: Right. What, what I say... What I mean when I say page four is the... Uh, Digits ending in four. Oh, okay. Uh, after the URL, like okay. I don't think there's actually page numbers on the screen.
1: There
0: aren't. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the URL.
1: Okay.
0: I like um, the a number of cakes are scattered around your room. I felt like that was a really uh, cute bit of text and drawing, whimsical, absurdist. You know, you get a number of cakes scattered around your room on your birthday. That was cute. Um, and then I also I kind of took note of all the things in his room, but uh, those actually all got explored on their own later. So quickly retrieve arms from drawer. So yeah, that's where I got lost. Um, before you lost? not lost, but I was like I just, for a while. I think I tried to click the drawer. Oh, <laughs> um, oh that's where
1: you originally got lost.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was like several years ago.
1: There's nothing, honestly, the feeling of, like, being stuck in a game when, like, you know that the solution should be very simple.
0: Yeah. Um, like, you were, how long were you stuck uh, with Toriel? Um, oh,
1: God. Oh, so the game Undertale, which everybody should play, even though I'm not done with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Everyone should play it. And, um, I was playing it through the little, like, tutorial level in the beginning where to- the, this character Toriel is just, like, leaving, leading you through her little, like, essentially, like intro level that she's built herself these little like puzzles that you can practice solving Mm -hmm. i mean get to something and it's like oh here's a tough one like let's see if you can figure it out yourself and i know from the tone of the game that it's like supposed to be like the joke is that it's like just pedantically easy Mm -hmm. and i could not figure it out i think i spent (laughs) like 30 minutes between like like, toddling back and forth in the game, trying to interpret everything, you know, the, like, four screens that I'd seen already, and, like, angrily Googling and, like, posting calls for help on all of my social media platforms. So it's just, like, there's no way that I'm this dumb. Come on. Like, I'm not good at games, but I'm not this dumb. (laughs) And then finally, I watched, like, a walkthrough, and the solution is you just stand there for a second, and she takes you through
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good good to hear um it's it's okay though um the actual like the demo um for undertale which i only played like half an hour before it came out because uh someone was like hey it takes half an hour to play the demo you should play that until it comes out and then i did and then i bought it immediately um but that like the very first screen where you uh fall down the hole uh the tile set is a bit different in the demo from what it was in the um in the game so the path to the right wasn't as clear. So I, I was stuck in the first room. I, couldn't, I didn't realize I had to go to the right.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but it's fine, because uh, it's a good game, and you should all play it. And also, it has uh, ties to Homestuck. So it is fine that we're talking about it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so the tie is what it's made by? It's
0: made by Toby Fox, Fox who did a lot of music for Homestuck. Yes. Uh, and there's actually a song in the game, Megalovania, which was originally, wait, no, it was originally part of, uh, like, a ROM hack that he did. Um, Like a game, like a SNES game hack. Um, But then he made a different version for Homestuck. And then he made a third version for Undertale. So that is his, like, signature track, and it's very good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our little uh, Undertale spiel. Go buy Undertale. Back to this magic chest.
1: Yeah, so, um, so my that's where I have one of my first notes. Is remove cake from magic chess. <laughs> um, and the only note I actually have is that I had forgotten how... So, like, in the beginning, um, it's a little confusing the, the way that they switch vantage points back and forth, and you don't notice it unless you're sort of looking for it, but... Um, like, they switch, the actions switch between, like, John colon something to just, like, you do something. And it's, like, weird how they have you messing with John. Oh, yeah. Because that like, that, like, does not, it's pers- not really a spoiler. Like, that does not persist. Okay. Um, it's a little, I guess it's a good way to introduce the reader to the story, but, like, as a rereader, it's a little confusing. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: so then he's, uh... Alex, stop me if I if I skip anything that you had commentary on.
0: Okay. Um, um just um we get to page six and the cursor moves the cake from on top of the chest and I just wrote cute. That was a good little cute game thing.
1: <laughs> it is you know, there's surprisingly a lot about this that is cute, in spite of like I would not it's not necessarily something I'd ever use to describe the work <laughs> as a whole. Um
0: Um, You know this gets, like, hella violent later, right? Not specifically, but okay. Oh, yeah, dude, it gets, like, brutal. Okay, all right, great. Um, But, no, yeah, all these little, like, game design thingies. I've been thinking a lot about game design lately. A lot of, because I've been playing Undertale, which has a lot of game design jokes. um, And I just, like, noticed these little things, like, the cursor and these, like, on the next page, put the capture log in the silly Just those words, very funny.
1: Yeah, the introdu- the introduction of all the the jargon is very yeah. <laughs> you catalog them in your syllabics. You have no idea what that actually means, though. Yeah,
0: it was cute. Right on. <laughs> um, so then he takes the smoke pellets out of his chest. We don't have to. I, we probably shouldn't go into this much detail about <laughs> you page page the action. Yeah, but I just wanted to say, um, now that like he's going to talk about his um, data structure for his syllabics or something. Yeah. Um, and that that is where i actually stopped um because it got to like a wall of text about data structures and i was 16 and i was like i don't have time to read this <laughs> so i stopped
1: oh the data structures just put you off too <laughs> badly dude data structures are off-putting is all hell it's really <laughs> so it's really funny for me to be going back and reading this because i initially read it in high school when i was like I think I'm going to go to school and study anthropology and (laughs) what I've ended up studying is a mixture of like cognitive psychology and computer science Mm -hmm. and so like now it's like data structures it's like oh I actually know that like I get the programming jokes now it's a lot funnier once you've like actually suffered through a programming class I'm sure we don't we don't see that come back later
0: oh no oh that's too bad
1: yeah, the like John, like the, the whole like deal where John is like a baby hacker, like I think gets dropped pretty quickly. Oh no! And have like a trillion interests that then get dropped. Like, oh no! But,
0: That's so yeah. sad.
1: Yeah. The work breathes, The work evolves. <laughs> so we're at um. We've we've talked about our our, our data structures. Yes. And now we're examining the, the. Problem sleuth poster. Yeah. So
0: I really liked uh how it just hyperlinks to the MS Paint Adventure store to buy this poster. Um, Kind of very cheeky. Um, And and later something links, like, just to the Wikipedia article for the thing. And I thought that was cute, too.
1: Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know, like, older fans can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but um, I believe that those links went in relatively recently. Like, when I did my first read-through in 2011... I don't remember those links being there in the early pages. I think it went in between then and my reread in, uh, the summer of 2012. Um, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, the call outs are funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, the one where he talks about, okay. Do you have anything between this and the one where he's talking about the deep impact poster? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, you know what we should do next time is we should uh, we should like just throw all our notes in one doc so that we can read down a, a single timeline. To yeah, you. that's
0: probably better than like clicking through the pages individually and yeah. just waiting for something to say.
1: It's pretty bad,
0: but it's um, okay because this is a test run and we are doing good.
1: Yes. Yeah. So this is this is kind of like an episode zero, and hopefully our episode one will be a little bit
0: more. I um I I can't I can't call it episode zero. I can't deal with that much zero indexing yeah I, I it has to be episode one because it's the first episode sorry <laughs> okay um all right so anyway
1: i thought this, the deep impact thing was funny um because he's, not, so he's talking about the deep impact thing in which who is it uh, was it morgan freeman who's the president in that
0: he was uh, talking about his like calming voice or something
1: yeah 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 um but so it's like plus a black president now you see everything
0: oh yeah and it's um, 2009
1: Which is funny, yeah, it was posted in uh, April of 2009, so it's less than four months after Obama took office.
0: My, oh, uh, so my, um, my note for that was, herm.
1: (laughs) That's all you have to say?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a thing in media from, like, the 90s and the aughts, is that they'd have, like, a black actor playing the U.S. president, and, like... It was just, I don't know, it was just like a trope that would happen yeah. the president often in sci-fi movies would, would be a black guy, and like, uh, it was just like a weird, it was a weird trope, <laughs> I don't know enough about, like, race in media to really comment on it, but it's just funny. Fair. And, um, like, now you've seen everything type of thing, like, it, it happened a lot, yeah. and, um, which is not to say that people of color are sufficiently represented in film, because they're not, but so that's it's a whole thing (laughs) anyway um before i dig myself deeper into this hole um you're fine uh, uh i thought it was really funny how like um he is talking to his friends on his computer chat client like that's the thing that like goes off and he goes to that to like talk to his friends yeah um i don't like alex i don't know about you but So it's a little bit retro as of when this was posted, right? Because it was posted in 2009. But like, so I think I kind of stuck with AIM a little later than a lot of people. But I can remember using AIM to talk about the Obama campaign in like 2008.
0: Whoa, that is weird to me. Why? Nobody was using, well, I guess that's not true. I guess I was using MSN in grade, yeah, in the same year. So never mind. I was just feeling weird. time
1: no i think i think you're right i think because people were definitely moving to texting more
0: yeah for sure
1: so but that didn't work when you were like you know having an involved conversation about the election with people so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um another thing that i totally didn't notice on my first or second or like third attempt at rereading but that i'm noticing now is on john's desktop um there's files like fuck 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 dot and then this like upward facing v cake <laughs> you didn't it's a dot carrot cake
0: you didn't notice i I love i love his desktop
1: it's yeah it's a dot carrot cake and then um aah, dot tilde af, <laughs> and tilde plus app or till
0: hmm
1: um which that's will actually get commented on Oh dang! Much Later, I think maybe thousands of pages later.
0: Till till death. That yeah, I didn't notice that. That's very
1: yeah. It's a it's a programming language that I don't really know if it's a spoiler to talk about it. So
0: okay. Well then we maybe won't. But well, then we won't. Um. <laughs> it has to do with with it. it
1: executes when things end like infinite looping and like weird stuff. Okay. Um. Anyway.
0: Um. Just something from a couple pages back. Um. He talked about the. Nick Cage poster above his bed Oh god Um, And I just like that he has a shirtless Nicolas Cage over his bed That's just something, yeah. something I want to Appreciate
1: He values Nicolas Cage He's like
0: but Yeah I like that his, his interest is terrible movies And he just has posters all over
1: <laughs> He's like This kid is way more interesting than I was at age 13
0: <laughs> Yeah he's uh, He's got some character for sure Hell
1: yeah um okay so um a couple pages after we see John's desktop we see the first chat log of the story which is important because mm-hmm. a lot of the story is told through chat logs.
0: Yeah that's that's something that I definitely know about Homestuck. Which um, is
1: good it's interesting to me that you picked that up about Homestuck.
0: Well I've also um I've read some of uh, Neo Cosmos which is a new webcomic kind of in the vein of Homestuck like in the structure. Mm-hmm. and it has like chat logs in it and so i know that's like a homestuck thing
1: okay yeah so it's interesting that you've written neocosmos seems really good i haven't actually read a bunch of it i I,
0: of I lost my place um and like i haven't figured out how to navigate it well oh. to get back to the page i was at fast so i have uh, fallen very far behind but the oh. first like chapter was really good so i hope i'm gonna get back to it soon
1: Maybe that'll be our next thing as we read Neocosmos.
0: And that's, for people at home, that's Neo Cosmos with a K, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, so yeah. So one thing that I thought was funny about the chat logs is just that... Okay, so first thing, I had a friend who told me that, like, um, when I was, like, evangelizing Homestuck, like, when I first got into it, um, mm-hmm. my friend told me that he had, like, he was a Problem Sleuth fan and then um, that he tried to read Homestuck but couldn't get into it. And it turned out that... Um, it was because he didn't read the pester logs. Like oh, didn't... no. Yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, you increasingly miss virtually everything <laughs> about the story. We actually haven't quite hit that point yet in what we've read for today, but very quickly, like, everything happens under that little cut. And so mm-hmm. you don't click to click, think to click that button. You miss it all.
0: Yikes. So just um on the first pester log. I just want to note um, that, like, it's interesting to see kind of this style of writing in 2009. Because I definitely hadn't adopted this yet. Like, the all lowercase, um, like, the kind of writing that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I hadn't realized this kind of thing existed in 2009. I was still talking in, like, proper punctuation.
1: I think I had switched to all lowercase, but I had switched to all lowercase in the like X D N underscore N.
0: Oh God! <laughs> in art. So, yeah. Well, I also um like I was uh, really active on Reddit. I think oh. from t- it was fine from <laughs> 2010 to 2012. So and like the, there the the writing style is proper punctuation. So I just I, I guess I retained it longer than people who were more active on, like, Tumblr and stuff.
1: I don't think Hussey ran in those circles. I think um, he ran in, like, maybe, like, game forum circles Okay, was his deal. Um, like, I know his first couple of comics got, or maybe his first comic, started, like, on a forum. So I don't know where he picked up this diction, but um, it was novel to me. It was a little bit novel to me as I was first reading it
0: from from the year 2015 i could say that this is aged well
1: yes yeah their their diction definitely ages surprisingly well um john's looking at his mailbox okay so he's calling it the flippy arm <laughs> the little red arm swingy-beely thing or whatever it is called uh-huh. do you know alex do you have like a concrete word for that we, like, was there ever any, any ambiguity about it
0: well um I don't see a lot of those. Like most places here don't have those. What? Yeah. Like we like our mailboxes are usually like on our door. Like beside the beside the door or like just a flap in the door. Or in like a lot of places, they're communal mailboxes like on the corner. Okay. Um, like there's not a lot of like white picket mailboxes with red flags. I would call it a flag.
1: Okay. Yeah, we we always called it a flag too. Okay, I guess now is a good time to specify that um I'm American. I was born and raised in New Jersey <laughs> and Alex, where are you
0: from? I am from Canada. I am from uh Ontario, although right now I'm living in Nova Scotia, which is uh on the east coast for those who don't know. Um but it's a great place is has a new Prime Minister who's cool and not a racist asshole megalomaniac maniac. So I'm excited about that. Hell yeah. Go Canada.
1: Woo. <laughs> I was really hype about that election. I, thought that, I you, thought
0: that went well. Have have you seen have you seen the cabinet posting? Oh hell yeah. It's so good. Like I he oh man, it's it's good. It's all good. I'm I'm so I'm so hopeful for the future.
1: Dude it- me, like, this is so off topic. This is gonna be, yeah, for sure. God, one of those rambling podcasts, but it's
0: um, great. I mean, we can't talk about Homestuck for half an hour.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's already been 30 minutes,
0: yeah. Started, but <laughs> that's
1: fine. I think, I think if it ends up being an hour long, that's fine. I'm it's
0: a, it's a to first, watch. it's a first podcast uh, extravaganza, yeah. Anyway, oh, no, all I was gonna say is that, um, the Trudeau cabinet mm-hmm. reads to me like science fiction, like those news articles for sure
1: read to me, like, sci-fi. I'm like, this can't be real politics that's happening in the world. Someone behaving this sanely and
0: progressively, like, but, no shot. But Lydia, don't you know? It's 2015. <laughs> God. The, the, the like, the gif of him just, like, smirking and extending his palms saying that, <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a movie. It, look, it looks like a sci-fi
1: movie. It does. It doesn't help that he's, like, beautiful. He's, like, beautiful <laughs> enough that, like, you wouldn't need to cast, like, if you cast, like, an actual, like, famous actor person to, like, play him, you wouldn't be like, he's too beautiful, that's not anything, like, the real person. Okay, we, I'm sorry, we really need to bring
0: this back. Sure. Bring this back. I'm sorry, I'm still reading my note about, plus, a black president.
1: (laughs) Um, And that's, that's where that portmanteau came from. Okay, so, um, another thing that I really noticed, okay, so he's looking at the, 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 the mailbox and then he realizes that his dad is at home and so he can't go down and I felt that and the <laughs> first time I was reading this I was like having acute senioritis I was so ready to get out of my parents house mm-hmm. Um I was out of the house most of the time but when I wasn't I would wear either headphones or earplugs mm-hmm. almost all the time like I scrupulously avoided my family and so like reading this the first time through I was like this is too real for me yeah um
0: yeah, I, I I feel it for sure. So he he um he looks at his uh t- CD CD tower like stack. Yeah. Uh and I realized that like it's interactive. You can look at the CD covers. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh god, um it's interactive. Have I missed a bunch of stuff?" <laughs> uh but just now as we're going back through, the plugin crashed, so I realized that no, this is the first interactive thing.
1: The plugin crashed.
0: Well, I'm actually I I switched to uh Firefox while we're recording because oh. of uh memory. Oh. And I don't have the plugin for Firefox, I guess. Oh, You got to get off of Chrome, man. i all keep
1: st- telling you. <laughs> all
0: my stuff is there. I, it just,
1: it's like a one-click operation to transfer all your
0: stuff. I transferred I transferred like a year ago. I don't want to I, I don't, do don't want to go back. Ah. I want a solution. A Ugh. permanent solution. <laughs> uh okay,
1: so look at his cd tower and then we
0: um we look at colonel sassiker's daunting text of magical frivolity and practical japery yes and my note for this uh book was graphic design is my passion
1: <laughs> True. oh my god so um i should probably like i guess this isn't really a spoiler cause this is just common knowledge about this comic i guess mm-hmm. a lot of what's going on right now is, um, so Hussie uses something called retroactive foreshadowing, where he kind of blundered through <laughs> the first, or not blundered through, but very blindly, like without a ton of endgame planning, sure. went through the first stages, and then after that, everything became a callback in like very plot relevant ways. Right. Um. So I guess maybe I shouldn't specify exactly what it is that we're going to be seeing a bunch of again. Um, right. Colonel Sassaker
0: comes he- back. <laughs>
1: you will hear from him again good um my my next thing that i observed was that um like in reading all of these conversations between um john and his friend mm-hmm. um which did we get a name for his friend yet
0: uh we just have his initials PB. but yeah those are the initials of his um his like username actually not his actual name
1: okay um all right so in those conversations, I was just like, there's no shot that actual 13-year-old boys were remotely this funny or articulate with each other.
0: True. <laughs> um, like, also, my my note for the, this, like, the next cha- capture log. Or, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> chum, chum, pester chum? Chum log? Pester log? Chum log.
1: Pester log.
0: Pester chum log. Alex! Um... <laughs> my my note was uh just no homo because uh eb says or egbert says i'm attracted to you jk haha and i assume tg is a boy if eb says jk haha to being attracted to you but maybe i'm wrong
1: um so it's not specified um i can tell you that that character is actually a dude um but i think it's meant to be pretty clear from the way that they talk to each other um and, I don't know, yeah, I noticed that too, and I was just like, there is no way that any actual two 13-year-old boys in the year 2009 would change yeah, would, remotely like that. Would,
0: would even joke about being attracted to each other if they weren't.
1: Exactly, because the fragility, the masculinity is so fragile.
0: God, I, I, like, 23, like, as a 13-year-old, that's, like, 8th grade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was in 8th grade, I tried to just, like, hang out with a friend who was a boy, like, go to a movie with him. -hmm. And he refused to go because there was no one else going, and it couldn't just be two boys.
1: God, like a like a fine spun glass ornament, (laughs) just the the most delicate. Yeah, that's terrible. That's a difficult time. It is. Your team sucks. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Okay, but so um, I want to talk about Game Bro Magazine.
0: Me too. (laughs) Um, It's really good.
1: I would ironically subscribe the hell out of this.
0: I love that it's made of mostly asbestos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, we find out later on that it's made of, like, what is it, 30%, 40% recycled asbestos. Yep. Big ups to Mother Earth, yo. <laughs> um, Dennis was bro in the bro
0: notes. <laughs> yeah, the bro notes.
1: Dennis was so wasted, ha ha, I mean, damn.
0: Yeah, so I... So, uh, like, it that caught my eye before I actually read the story. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just like a non sequitur, oh. but then it was actually like the story was about Dennis going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was less funny in retrospect.
1: Yeah, it's just funny to me how much the bro jokes actually hold up because, like, yeah, culture like they read as like pertinent today. Yeah. For, like it's been six years.
0: Time is meaningless. <laughs>
1: Time is meaningless except for this poster of Michael Sarah, which I just thought was funny because that is a tiny infant baby Michael Sarah.
0: Is that actually Michael Sarah? I couldn't tell.
1: I'm pretty sure it is Michael Sarah. Like, the, I'm pretty sure the joke is that it definitely is Michael Sarah. Um,
0: yeah, I think. Like
1: a tiny infant baby. I think you're right. Michael Sarah, although I'm not sure it's even like a contemporary picture of him to 2009. Mm-hmm. I think it's just actually baby Michael
0: Sarah. <laughs> um, my only note for so uh, as you're reading along, we have exited the room we are in a hallway there's a a poster of michael sarah and a poster of a clown or a jester um and my only note for this was good house (laughs) it's a very good house john's house is banging yeah and as i go down as we go downstairs on the next page we see (laughs) even more good house
1: (laughs) yeah he's got all kinds of colorful harlequin pictures Mm -hmm. There's an aroma
0: of baking. Yeah, and yeah, the um, the hyperlink to Wikipedia is for Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So uh, John's dad is obsessed with Harlequins. Um, obviously, is that yep. is that correct? Yeah. He's got little statuettes. He's got posters. Um. It's very specific. Yes. Not
1: not clown Harlequin.
0: Yes. He'll he'll get upset, and so when John tosses the Game Bro into the fire, um, the fire intensifies. <laughs> like the the animation of the fire gets really really fast. Yes. It's Really good.
1: Good. Uh, yeah, I love I'm, I'm loving the, the giffen the giffiness that happens here. I had forgotten how giffy this comic is. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's interesting that like the playback rate of these gifs. Has a lot to do with how the story reads because I read this was sort of between two browsers, and um, some of the gifs were like jacked up in one but not in the other, mm-hmm. and uh, it influenced a lot of the gags like detrimentally, which is unfortunate. <laughs> they're like they're like old images at this point. It kind of makes sense that they're cool.
0: Yeah, I guess. Although, what well, do gifs degrade or? I don't, I don't
1: think they degrade. I just think the way that um, browsers render them has like changed over time. Like the, right. the file standards. Right. Um, like the implied file standards. Oh, I also want to talk about um, this misattributed quote. So we get a lot of these in the beginning and they kind of taper off.
0: Yeah, um, I saw a bunch of those.
1: The moon's an errant thief and her pale fire she snatches from the sun. <laughs> so um, it's it's like funny to me that they attribute that to mark twain because mark twain did a bunch of like janky stories about like the american south yeah um i don't
0: know yeah i I know i know of mark twain but we didn't actually i don't think we read anything of his we do read a lot of like kind of american stuff Mm -hmm. uh like great gatsby um and others um
1: You
0: know, that one American book. Um, But like all the stuff about the South and all that, we kind of don't talk about because it's not really like we want to talk about America, but we don't want to talk about that America. Right.
1: Right. We like to pretend that America is not suffering from severe.
0: Yeah. We also also like to pretend that we're not suffering from severe severe and lingering racism. Mm. It's great true all fun
1: anyway so um so yeah so that that quote though i actually looked up where all of these were from and i felt very like a legitimate podcaster doing this research nice um so according to wiki quote which was the first google search result because i'm very serious about my research Mm -hmm. um that quote about the moon is from act four of shakespeare's the life of timon of athens Ooh. yep so it's shakespeare nice yeah um and then, okay, so we're talking game bro into the fire. Mm-hmm. And then...
0: Um, he drops the ashes. Naturally. Of, of his grandmother. Yes. Messily puts them back together after a hilarious capsulog sequence.
1: Oh, God. Um, so one thing that happens, I think, sort of in the middle of that, is mm-hmm. that um, that he reads this note on the... On the,
0: uh, on the, the gift. gift, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Champ. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yep. I believe in you.
0: Yep, I love it.
1: My notes just say I will say this affirmation every morning and night. I want to print it out on a big movie-sized poster and do it. hang it on the ceiling over my bed. <laughs> and also I want to make a bunch of shitty greeting cards with that on the inside and send them to my friends in times of trouble.
0: <laughs> I yes, put that right, right alongside uh your other ones from Pokémon Vietnamese
1: from the, the poorly translated and then retranslated Vietnamese bootleg. Yes. on crystal. What
0: that's is it? Nice. Do not doubt you can do it. Do it, it. Yourself. <laughs> No, oh no that's, that's just from a Chinese restaurant. The one that comes Oh. To, uh, Pokemon is
1: uh, proper mighty
0: plentiful, art. Right. That is my tagline. The other yeah, the other one is like do it yourself, do not doubt, yes you can, yes you can.
1: Which I think Alex is reading
0: off of my Skype. List. No, I just... Oh, is it there? No, I would. I just memorized that because it's Aww. inspiring.
1: Oh, I'm honored. What, a, what an honor. <laughs> yeah. um, okay,
0: so... Um, so John goes back upstairs. John goes back upstairs. Capsule, or his, I'm going to mix up Capturlog and Pester Chum so much. Um, his Pester Chum is calling him. And he talks to TT.
1: Yeah.
0: Who uh whose handle is tentacle therapist um yep. and is that in any way a gross reference
1: uh no it's not gross there are tentacles involved um but not in a in a like gross or inappropriate way
0: okay um, <laughs> that's good to know
1: <laughs> yeah I don't want to tell you the actual sense in which they're involved because I, I kind of love it. Um, I don't want to see what your genuine reaction is to it. Okay. Um, okay. So. Uh, oh God, I did a bunch of research on when he's reading Colonel Sassaker and like the roots of like the different things that he's saying. Um, mm-hmm. He like, he alludes to a poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow and to Tom Sawyer mm-hmm. just like it's cool it's good literary references
0: yeah um so, so I like that um one of John's things is just wearing a funny disguise
1: yeah <laughs> he's trying to hide from his dad
0: yeah yeah well, I guess we'll get into that more next time <laughs> but because all I know right now is just that dad is a, a figure of <laughs> danger and I just um, I just as I was clicking through um, the fire intensifies actually when he puts the wrapping paper on, not the game bro. Ah, very important distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. So yeah, he goes into Dad's study
1: and plays. A, he examines his Dad's stuff, mm-hmm. and the, which seems a little weird, but whatever. Yep,
0: um, it's an adventure game. You know, you examine everything. Yeah, he finds an extra capture log card, which, and I thought this was a cool kind of little thing where he couldn't use it yet. He had to. it had to wait. For it to go to the bottom of the pile right before he could actually kind of get it to upgrade his capture log
1: yes
0: i thought that was God, neat. i
1: forgot we spent a ton of time on that stuff in like the first act and a half or so of this story and then it just like more or less gets ignored but we will still continue to call back to it and i just forgot like how much time is spent on like jokes about the
0: game mechanics yeah and actually i I, we didn't talk about it when it was the pages but i like kind of how the capture log is just like a rule of this universe they live in and like his friend's older brother like knows a bunch about data structures so he can like optimize his capture log (laughs) and like his life is easier because of it right
1: yeah oh my god it's like proto life hacking
0: yeah love it yeah it's 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 a neat little gimmick that they actually like live in an adventure game.
1: Right, but so like that's what's so wild about it. Because like, okay, so they live in an adventure game and then also the premise of the story is that, oh, they get sucked into a game. Mm-hmm. Like it's all very meta. <laughs> I get very excited
0: about it. No, please continue to get excited. <laughs> um, so
1: I like the joke about being allergic to the scorn of the peanut gallery. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I noticed there's a telescope on the roof, and they don't mention anybody being very interested in astronomy, hmm. so I thought it was interesting. That there happens to be a telescope on the roof. Hmm. Um, and then there's a quote, uh, which I think is provided in English, but which I then Googled, and came. it came out in French. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it's on the page where he stares out into the emptiness yeah he stares out into the suburban emptiness and he thinks absence diminishes little passions and increases great ones as wind extinguishes candles and fans of fire
0: attributed to Walt Whitman.
1: yeah attributed to walt Whitman. it's actually attributed to someone who i should probably have sent this name to alex because it's in french and i just straight up refused to attempt to pronounce it but y'all can google that for yourselves uh
0: hold on please please try to pronounce it
1: no i'm not going to do it (laughs)
0: Can you send, can you send me the, can you just type it out to me?
1: God, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, here,
0: that guy. Oh, yeah, François de la Roche de Foucault. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure, no problem. Oh, sorry, it's like it's, okay, so, Maxime so- sorry, what, oh, sorry. oh, oh, I think his first name is Maxime. Sure. Because it's after a comma. Well, you know, attribution. Right. Whitman-Walt. Oh,
1: yeah. Walter. My good buddy, Walter. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Our our respective linguistic capacities are kind of not necessarily equivalent, because Alex is basically bilingual, (laughs) and I can, like, read Spanish pretty well, but, like, anybody can read Spanish out loud pretty well. It's, like, super easy to pronounce, but French... Looks like somebody like, <laughs> just, hey, like, yeah. like cut up lots of little like just random like little prefixes and suffixes and
0: just like yeah kind of with it. um do do you know like well I don't know if it's actually true but it's just like kind of what they told us uh, in school like the reason that French has so many kind of extra silent letters <clears throat>
1: why
0: that is that um before there was kind of a standardized spelling. Similar to English, um, but in French, kind of, the monks decided to, like, because they were paid per letter, basically, they put as many silent letters as they possibly could, and since no one else could read, they just convinced everyone else that all these letters were silent, and they became silent because people who learned to read learned not to read these letters. Um, Wait, is that really it? That's what they told us throughout school. Um, It's probably an element of truth in there. Um,
1: the, the misattributed quotes mm-hmm. is like think about who a homestuck is like especially think about who homestucks turned out to be
0: like teens
1: shrieking teens right yeah. um so which is not to belittle probably lots of people who are listening to this are going to be teenagers hey um, listen
0: honestly, l- like, listen we're all we're all shrieking teens at some point
1: bro I like I, have, I was absolutely a shrieking teen um but so here's the thing is that when I was a shrieking teen I did not get these jokes
0: like i didn't get them at all oh I'm so you, you you thought that they were not misattributed at all
1: i just didn't even really like think it through i was just like oh yeah it's a quote misattributed attributed to like a dead white guy okay <laughs> next thing and like only now am i like that is absolutely Shakespeare being attributed to Mark Twain <laughs> funny yeah but it's like it's like who did he expect to get these like
0: well yeah i mean i'm sure especially at this point he didn't think that his entire audience would be shrinking teens and it probably wasn't like there's probably lots of diversity in the homestuck demographic
1: right yeah i mean like so that's the thing is like i think a lot of people who read it especially initially were carryover fans from his older stuff like especially problem sleuth right which is totally most similar to the way that this is sort of in the very beginning um with just like the very like pretty straightforward like text and images um and like a lot of jokes about game mechanics uh, Mm. versus the more character driven stuff that we start to see later on and so i don't know it's just interesting to see the audience that he seems to be writing for
0: cool yeah for sure
1: um
0: uh so um just because it's like a a multimedia thing and like it ends basically with like a home screen or something like it says homestuck on it with, like, oh, the sun. That's kind of, like, the the intro is done. The cold open is done. There's the home, like, the splash page. Yeah. And, like, he's looking out at this, like, empty suburban space. And, like, he seen, like, is he stuck at home? Like, can he not leave that lot? Like, because it seems like he lives entirely in this house or something.
1: I mean, like, he goes to school. That's, like, very authentic to my experience of living in suburbia. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like... Because everything is so spread out, like if you happen to know someone in your neighborhood, maybe you can walk to their house, but mostly like you can't walk anywhere right it's hard to bike places like you basically are stuck you're trapped unless your parent drives you somewhere or you're like going to school like okay, I just felt
0: acutely trapped a so lot so like time. the the world map doesn't like end at the end of his driveway. No, okay, not he's at all. okay, cool uh, although. <laughs> got yeah, to spawn, got to spawn in a dad. Got to get that card to load.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then I think we after this he goes back inside and mm-hmm. he's uh, he's gonna. You have no other choice we're <laughs> going in. Yeah. <laughs> so we get John. We get our first enter. So the thing about entering, um, this is page nineteen eighty eight zero zero one nine eighty eight. If you're following along at home um we get s john enter and the s means there's sound
0: yeah the s is like it's a multimedia thing
1: right um and uh here it's it's just the word enter as the command and that's going to get repeated a lot throughout the story and it just kind of cool. interestingly signifies
0: like a an encounter
1: yeah an encounter like just an important moment, a, s-
0: a story right? moment yeah for sure cool
1: um yeah so then we we try oh we try to interact with Dad, and he's like, "Nah, you are my son." I can tell, even though you're wearing that silly glasses. <laughs> yeah,
0: the the glitch, like, s- like a speech bubble, and like the yes, <laughs> the brightly flashing exclamation point. Like I've yeah, been caught. It's just like flashing like as fast as I think you can make a gif. <laughs> yeah, um, which is which is like a a Metal Gear Solid thing, I think, where like when you're caught, because they're stealth games. And oh. when you're caught, like, an exclamation point flashes above you or, some, or above them. I haven't played them. But it's, like, a, it's a game thing. Oh. Like, when you're, when you're found out, there's an exclamation point.
1: I buy it. I buy it. Um, okay. So, but then, speaking of games, now we stripe. And we get to our first, like, really, like, very interactive thing. <laughs> we can just to aggrieve or abjure.
0: Yeah. I love I like it. Um, so, strife is, like, battle mode. Okay. Just strife
1: is, is like to battle somebody.
0: And didn't didn't he like when he was messing with his data structure? Didn't he like permanently attach a hammer to his strife mode? Yep. And I I remember thinking then like well it's better like a hammer is a decent thing like if you have to like put a household object in your battle mode I guess a hammer is a like, better than like a pencil. Mm-hmm. So he uh he messed up kind of but in a good way. Yeah,
1: he did all right. He, he, it's just—it's really funny because they really do follow through with that. He only can fight with
0: his, his hammer. That's good. The
1: entire rest—it's not necessarily just that hammer. Just okay. Like only fight with a with a hammer.
0: That's cool. I like uh,
1: that. He gets some pretty dope hammers to <laughs> on, actually. Um, but we'll get into that later. Um, nice. Yeah. So we're striping. we're grieving, we're abjuring, and then, then you can. You don't actually. There's no way to like win or lose that fight. It Just kind of keeps going. Yeah, and, and you then can't. Then, you can't abscond yeah <laughs> then you get the option to oh you cannot abscond
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so then we have to equip our disguise <laughs> and i just like i love the vocabulary here yeah he's like i'm just like a, aegis, aegis is a noun which means the protection backing or support of a particular person or organization nice so he's, like, he's like almost misusing it here but not quite
0: Cool. There's a there's a new Pokemon like in the new generation named Well, I thought it was Aegislash, but I guess it's Aegislash, which is like a shield with two swords crossed behind it.
1: Oh. You're really running out of ideas, aren't they?
0: No, it's really cool. <laughs> there's always been object Pokemon. It's fine. The, like the the first the first evolution is just a sword. And then there's two swords called Doublade. Um, And then its final evolution is a shield with two swords. Good. And it's great. I love it.
1: Good. It's a. I don't know. I, so I mostly miss the Pokemon craze. Uh-huh. I like, was obsessed with the... For our, for our listeners at home, I was obsessed with the cartoon for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with the trading card game. Mm-hmm. But I was not allowed to have video games. And so I never got to play
0: it. I wasn't allowed to have video games either. Um, But... Like, every, every time I could possibly borrow someone's copy of Pokemon, I would. Like, I had a cousin who came into town a couple times a year, and he had two copies of Pokemon Gold. So he would lend me one, and, like, I, my save file stayed there, because he had two copies. So I could, like, pick up six months later, and it was great. I didn't get very far, because I was, like, six. Um, but it was great, and so I have really good memories of that game. Nice. Now I've played through a lot of Pokemon games, and I'm very happy about it.
1: I'm glad that project of yours has worked out well. <laughs> um, okay, so we have another misattributed quote here. Good. Um, coming up, which is, when two great forces oppose each other, the victory will go to the one that knows how to heal. <laughs> and it was attributed to Oscar Wilde. And again, like I was like, that's a dead white guy. Mm-hmm. That quote is fine. No, the quote is from the Tao Te Ching.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Nope. It's, it's like about as far from Oscar Wilde as you could possibly get. <laughs> um so again, like who does he expect to get these? Like I had to Google it. Um and then finally, so where we stopped, um, we, we drew our smoke pellets
0: and yeah.
1: we, by I mean like we the player and John yes. sassaker, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> um sets off our smoke pellets and we can flee. And no,
0: you, you mean abscond.
1: We can abscond. Excuse me, Um abscond the hell out of there, and we stop. You, we got this verb, Beta. Yeah. To yeah. And that's where we stopped reading this week. And I have read this. Like I've read this part of Homestuck like four times. Mm. And even still, I was just like, but, but we don't know what the verb is yet. Like I, the suspense was like, oh, I need to keep reading it. Oh man. I don't
0: know, Alec, What was your experience? Um, a, a lot of confusion, but like happy confusion. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I was like, I was very into the kind of the cute game mechanic stuff. Um, and a lot of the animation is really cute. I think it's really cute so far, which <laughs> apparently doesn't last that long with violence and stuff. But it can be cute. It can be cute and violent at the same time.
1: Yeah. It is, it's sort of by turns cute and violent I would say yeah
0: like, I, I like like on this page I'm stopped at the the guy is just kind of plopping out of the cillidex <laughs> into the onto the floor yeah. That's, It's a cute animation <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I it's really funny the amount of people the amount of like homestuck fans and haters alike <laughs> who are just like the entire like first like four acts of this story are stupid especially the first act it's so boring and whatever like no it's Silly and ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Learn to laugh.
0: yeah. So, okay, how how far through the first act are we now? Like a tenth of the way?
1: Let me view oldest to newest. Have you actually looked at the log page? Nope. Oh god Should
0: I? Um,
1: I think you will find it enlightening. Don't like squint too hard at the names of anything.
0: Um. Well, I mean, what I like what I've seen is like on on the front page. There's like the list of latest pages. A six, a six, I five. Yeah, and like I'm like I don't know how to parse that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting
1: to if you like just go go to the log and then go view oldest to newest and then scroll down and look at how quickly the visited links become unvisited links. Mhm. And how long that list of unvisited links goes on? Yikes. And. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's entertaining. It's it's a lot of pages. Um, so
0: let me try and find um, Act Two. Oh my End God. Act one. Oh my God, it's okay. so long. It's it <laughs> long. Why, why did I look? Yeah. Why did I look? Um, so it looks like
1: we are a little less than halfway mm. done with Act One. So cool. I think if we, but the next the next half is a little bit more um, pesterlog heavy. Okay. So there's a little more text. Um, but I also think that like, maybe our approach is going to change a little bit. We're going to be doing a, le- a lot less page-by-page commentary and a little bit more
0: yeah.
1: overarching summary. Um, and so I think that for next week, we're going to read through the end of Act 1. Also, I just really I forgot how cool the Flash is that ends Act 1. Nice. And I really want to watch it. Cool. So <laughs> uh, we're going to do that.
0: So just for kind of context, um, how far along is Cascade? Uh oh my gosh. Um so
1: Cascade happens I wanna say three years later. I believe it happened in twenty
0: twelve. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Cascade. Yeah. Oh no, excuse me, it happened in October of twenty eleven. Okay. Um, right. Because it was the year before I graduated. So I just... four years ago. God, don't remind me. Um yeah, so we are four years and about um let me look at the the actual page number. So that's page six thousand and nine, hmm. and we just read page two thousand. So we have about four thousand pages to go.
0: How how does the how do, how do the numbers work? Why does it start at like nineteen something? Is that like all the pages of the previous?
1: Yeah, like All the pages of his previous three. Okay,
0: comments. I see. So I, I mean, see. that
1: should also t- give you some perspective. Like, Problem solve is not short. Yeah. And this is way longer than Problem self. Yeah. Um, but yeah we, so we have about 4,000 pages to go but do consider that plenty of those pages are just like an image and like a line of text right yeah so but plenty of them are also you know multi-page pester logs so maybe it balances out <laughs> we'll get there eventually I find it a quick read um,
0: so <laughs> Homestuck that's yeah, so a quick read no problem it's, I read it in a week
1: I don't all I did that week. <laughs> <laughs> week sounds great yeah I'm looking forward to it so yeah I, I think People finish act one
0: um, for, for next, next episode the <laughs> next so, episode i don't know if it's gonna be next week oh that's true i keep saying next week I, yeah i'm actually gonna be at a conference yeah that's right i was i was thinking like how are you gonna fit that in
1: oh it's i mean it's fine it's reading home it's not like psychological. i'm gonna be like all jet like, lag, <laughs> overwhelmed and stuff so i'm probably actually gonna be like my intellectual
0: comfort food nice the week Nice. So wait, um, but, do you want to talk about your conference a bit? Like we don't have to put this in, but I'm, <laughs> I'm interested. Um, okay. So, um,
1: so I study human computer, that was a weird way to say it. Computer. Um, I study human computer interaction, mm-hmm. um, which is this like interesting field sort of at the intersection of like cognitive psychology and ergonomics and uh, computer science and like uh, more sort of industry influenced, disciplines of design and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um my like senior capstone project and hopefully what i ultimately end up doing for my phd um provided that i get into grad school which let's not talk about that is um <laughs> uh looking at ways that basically like children and and adult learners interact with this technology that they use for learning and so um my research looks at a bunch of different modalities like speaking and um uh, like your eye gaze and all different kinds of things so it's conference um is super relevant to that because it's all different it's the conference on multimodal sorry i'm really bad at answering questions in a <laughs> manner. um but it is the conference on multimodal interaction um and so it's all kinds of stuff from like gesture interaction to oh my like, God. you know ways that people shake things so like <laughs> You know, how can we assess people's mood from just the way that they click on stuff? Like, Oh, my God. It's super interesting. Like, there's, there's someone yeah. there who, who studies how we can assess when people's mind are wandering, when people's minds are wandering, by measuring the, like, rate of their blinking. It's like... Oh, my God. Oh, it's awesome. It's, like, a little bit... It's a little bit like machines are taking over the world. But once you get past that, it's,
0: like, <laughs> super chill. Nice. That's really cool. I am so enamored with your science career. Oh, thank you. It's very oh. exciting to be a a, a spectator of
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope that it continues to provide lots of entertaining content. <laughs> um yeah, cool. What are what are you up to this week, Alex?
0: Um not too much. I'm uh my workload is a lot less than yours. I'm not going to any conferences.
1: Um, At some point, we should probably end this episode. (laughs) Yep. I'm Lydia, and you can find me on the internet at brickchip.tumblr.com or on Twitter at at brickchip. Um, That's the word brick like you spell the word brick followed by the word chip like you spell the word chip with nothing in between them.
0: Nice. Um, I'm Alex. You can find me on Tumblr at leafcrunch.tumblr.com. That is uh, a leaf like from a tree and crunch, like what you do with a leaf. Um, All one word, at Tumblr.com. And you can find me on Twitter at, currently, um, autumn, like the season, and time, but with a B instead of an E. Um, It's
1: autumn Tim.
0: No, it's autumn time. Okay. Have you... Has this... Oh, no.
1: We've talked about this. We've gone over this.
0: Yeah. It's a... Um, but that's probably going to change soon because it's getting really cold here. And also I should probably find... Exactly. But also I should probably find a more permanent Twitter handle. Uh, but someone took Leaf Crunch, so that's great. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I, need to... Uh. I, sh- I should have stockpiled it. Because it was, it was free before. Someone probably... Someone took it after seeing my blog. And I should have... I should have hoarded it. Hoarded it but I'm too late.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll find something. You don't need a unified internet presence. It's okay. It's
0: nice. It's nice to have it though.
1: It is. Maybe, you'll, maybe you'll, maybe you'll, you know, your, your internet presence is young yet. This is be <laughs> for the rest of your life. It's so you true.
0: Pick. Oh God. This is like the first actual thing that we're tying to our internet presences. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. So thank you for listening to this first episode of the Hamsteak Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can check out hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com, all one word.
1: Or you can reach out to us on Twitter, where we are at hamsteakpodcast.
0: Or you can email us at at hamsteakpodcast.gmail.com.
1: And we would love to hear from you. Um, And we also, for now, will be posting our updates on hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com.
0: Yes, or uh, if you want to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, I don't know who does that, but uh, that's where it'll be hosted for the time being. Uh, But you can also just listen to those directly on Tumblr.
1: We're still sort of hammering out our update schedule, but you can look forward to our next episode to come out two weeks from now. So that's Monday, November 23rd. We hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. Bye.